Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome in to the Detroit Lions Podcast. I'm Russ Brown. That's Scott Bischoff. We are Bischoff and Brown. I don't even know where to begin on this one. I I wanted to jump in kind of happy like we were last week. We came off of quite a scare against the Bears, and we felt like last week was going to be a bounce-back spot on Thanksgiving, which, by the way, I hope everybody had a great holiday, Um, whether it was turkey, ham, chicken, whatever it is that you're eating on that day. I hope it was great and delicious. Um, But we'll we'll get into it, Scott. But before we do, Scott, how are you, my friend? I am doing great. Happy to be here doing this with you. It's fun. How are you? I, I'm great. I, look, I, for the most part, I'm good, right? I'm not the one out there losing the football games or calling the defense. So uh, I, I'm doing okay. I just have to break it down and, and suffer and, and all that stuff in that regard. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I I uh, I thought we were going to win that one. I, I really did. I felt pretty confident to sit here today and say, oh, hey, we're nine and two. Yeah, um, we're, we're right behind the Eagles. And maybe I looked ahead. Maybe that's fault of me. I, maybe you did the same. Maybe our, all of us did. Um, but it just felt like with the way the trend was going with the Packers, it felt like we were we were going to win that game because of what we've done in, in recent years and recent matchups. And that was not the case in this one um, today, unfortunately. And I don't know. Like, I, I don't know where the Lions go from here defensively. Um I'm going to just tell everybody, I think we should start with what you wrote up and everybody after watching this, go read that. Go ahead. Yeah. The, so uh, I just, I just dropped something today. It's Tuesday about five 30 um, as we record this. So you guys will see this, you know, sometime throughout the week as we, as we talk about this loss on Thanksgiving to the Packers, but on lionswire.com, I, I wrote an article today. It's it's lengthy, so give me you know give me some slack here. But it's 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 pretty in depth. It's about you know two thousand words. So there's there's quite a bit in there. You don't have to read every word, but um, I hope you at least you watch the videos and kind of take some of the paragraphs after the videos to kind of see what I'm talking about because it's hard <laughs> for me to. Um, and I just by the way, I love doing it. So I I get so into detail that I just, I can't stop myself from, from writing about it. Um, and I'm, I'm still working with Chris on how we can somehow maybe do a film session on here, um, to where we can maybe drop that and not get in trouble with the NFL. So we're going to work on that, but yeah. So this game in particular against the Packers was so different from other games. Um, Ted Gwynn of The Athletic, he's a great follow at Film Analysis on Twitter. He he wrote a piece on this game in particular, and he kind of even followed of what I was saying off my film study. The Lions ran almost 52% man coverage in this game. And for a football team that only rushes four guys, which is particularly what they do, you know, according to Sports Info Solution, the Lions send four rushers 74% of the time, which is 13th in the NFL. And when I watched this game, I saw a lot of man coverage and I saw the Packers trying to defeat this man coverage, not with quick, fast routes or targeting one particular player. They used a lot of motion. The, the, the Packers run motion 
uh, the sixth most in the NFL, 61% of the time. They did a lot of exit motion and those types of things. And, and essentially what an exit motion is, is they'll take a slot receiver or an H-back or whatever, and they'll move that player across the line of scrimmage behind them and run them towards the sideline. And they are, basically looks like they're exiting the formation. So that's why it's yeah. called exit motion. And the Lions in this, they wouldn't adjust and bring a safety down or slide the corner over to handle that motion. They would take their linebacker out of the box and he would sprint with that motion. And basically where it felt like maybe a potential zone was covered, it was now open because that linebacker slid out of that area of the field. And all the Packers had to do was take Jaden Reed or Romeo Dobbs or Malik Heath and run a quick little hitch route and they would hit it. And that happened consistently in this game. And then you you get deeper into it and you're like, okay, so man coverage, they can't do this. Maybe they can do something by sending more pressure. Well, when they send more pressure, they try to do like TE stunts. So it's a, a ten and end, or it's a it's a tackle and end exchange. So the tackle will shoot out, the end will shoot in, he'll loop around. And the Lions are doing this with Aiden Hutchinson and Aleem McNeil or another defensive tackle. Well, the problem is the defensive tackle is not as athletic as Hutchinson, but also they're widening their alignments when they run this. So Hutchinson, when he has to loop around, he has to he has to make up ground, you know, basically three to four gaps. And when when you're dealing with the quick passing game where you're running man coverage and, and teams are able to expose your quick passing game, it's just a mess. And Hutchinson is not getting there because he's so far wide. There's a there's a diagram in the article where uh, Derek Parnes is actually on an island uh, with a running back. And, and that's fine. Like speed wise, like 40 times, they're like identical to each other, Patrick Taylor and Derek Barnes. But when you're running in a straight line, that's one thing. But when the receiver or the running back or tight end, they're able to run routes and change direction, the whole game changes. It doesn't matter about your straight line speed anymore. Can yeah. you stay in that hip pocket and change direction with that guy? And I saw that and that was very alarming to me that Derek Barnes was the answer to that running back. But furthermore, in the slot next to that running back was Jaden Reed and Alex Anzalone is covering him. And then next to Alex Anzalone in a three-point stance is Aiden Hutchinson. And it was like the most mind-blowing thing I've seen. I, I don't think I've ever seen a defensive end that far wide in an alignment in studying tape over the last 12 years. So what would you call that like a wide 13? <laughs> I, I would call it Germany or Russia. It's another country. Like they are out there and you just watch it. And it's, it, you know, the, the deeper I go into the article, I, I talk about how complex this defense is becoming because Aaron Glenn is is trying everything. He's going to everything in his toolbox. And I don't know if it's because they have too much depth on the defensive line. They don't have enough depth in the secondary. I don't know if it's because there's injuries to, you know, uh, Emmanuel Mosley and uh, uh, Gardner Johnson or CD's balls, whatever his name is. I don't know what his name is anymore. Um, But if that's what you were relying on, players on one-year deals to try to run your defense, which I, I respect and I understand. But if that was all you were relying on, then we got a problem. But furthermore, we saw Stephen Gilmore from Marshall, the undrafted free agent. He had a strong training camp. He was a strong rookie. Haven't seen him one time. There's not enough speed on the field for this defense to even send five or six man pressures. And 
Furthermore, everything is so wide and Hutch is being bullied by two to three blockers at a time and the rest of the defensive line isn't getting through. And I just, I look at this and I I just wonder like, when is it going to end or when is it going to get fixed or when is Aaron Glenn going to to make this better? Because it felt like last year they were very aggressive. You mentioned this. They attacked, they got after it, and now they're very much on the fence. Like one play, they're very conservative. The next play, they're very aggressive. And I just, I, I don't know. Like they're playing chess and I get it. Calling defenses and calling offenses are very difficult in this in this league. But it just feels like every single time Aaron Glenn is out there calling the defense, he's getting one-upped by the opposition. And it's hurting this football team because over the last four games, they're allowing almost 27 points per game. Um, and Nate Tice, we talked about this before the show. He had a tweet last week going into the Thanksgiving games. Um, Nate Tice, great follow, does work with The Athletic, a bunch of stuff, great follow. But uh, he wrote this on Twitter. Since week seven, when they played the Ravens, the Lions defense ranks 31st in defensive success rate, 32nd in defensive EPA per play. Uh, the quarterback's average time to throw is over three seconds, and the explosive pass rate right now against the Lions defense is 18.8%. So essentially, everybody that they're playing against, they're making them look like the Miami Dolphins when they pass the football. And and then I say that because the Dolphins are the most explosive offense in football. I I don't know how to fix it other than the fact that I think they need to become more aggressive. I think when I look at this defense, they need to stop with the nickel and base packages, the nickel package of the four two five, so four D linemen, two linebackers, five five DBs, and the base package of the four three, where it's four linebackers and or uh, four defensive linemen and three linebackers. So I I don't know, man. I, I look at this and it's just very frustrating because I I wish. I, I had more positive things to say, but when you're running man coverage, which they ran 52% of the time, and your your linebackers are Barnes and Anzalone, and they've got to deal with mesh concepts, and they've got to deal with with slot receivers changing direction, you're asking for, for disaster because those are the guys that are getting targeted on these quick routes. And then Aiden Hutchinson, again, dealing with two or three blockers, he can't get home and you're widening him out, and he's essentially, as you mentioned before the show, 17 yards off the ball, you know, and maybe that's a little, you know, a little bit dramatic, but he's far, he's out there. I mean, he is way off the ball. It's taken him forever to get anywhere near the pocket, and I I think they need to tighten it up. I think they need to stop worrying about the, the scrambling and the mobile quarterbacks. Like, you're not stopping zone read and read option anyways. Like the fundamentals of this defense is so piss poor that it it doesn't it doesn't matter about stopping the mobile quarterback anymore because Alex Anzalone on a zone read didn't stay home. The scrape exchange between him and Derek Barnes did not exist. Last week, the same thing with Aiden Hutchinson and, and Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell got there, but Hutch didn't play discipline uh against Justin Fields and Fields juked out Campbell. Yeah. And it's it's just like they're they're all over the place and I'm all over the place because I'm fired up talking about it. And <laughs> no, I mean, it's, I think that everything is that all, everything you're saying is it's all fair. Um, I would say big picture. It feels like this, like in the past, the lions would be in the middle of a four or five game losing streak mm-hmm. because they're not playing well. Yeah. But there's enough talent 
And their offense has carried them to the point where, you know, you're winning games while playing pretty poorly. Um, so that's a good thing. Like, you know, you're still, they're still eight and three, right? Um, you know, looking at their defense, it is just, to me, it's, it's confusing why. And again, please understand, I, I, I don't have an answer for any of this stuff. I, I racked my brain about this earlier and that, that took all of, you know, 12 seconds and that was over. Uh, like, seriously, if you can't get, if you can't get pressure in a traditional sense, I don't know why you're playing man coverage so much. Because you're just asking, you're asking for a quarterback to kind of hang comfortably in a pocket and just wait it out, mm-hmm. right? And then to throw into windows that are opening up because, like you're saying, you've got, you've got, um, you know, a player running in motion and he's pulling a linebacker out of the box, and now you've got that huge space where you could just run a slant and it's open and it's an easy completion, and then a team gets in a rhythm. And, it, you know, we've seen it. Jordan Love looked like uh, he looked like a really good quarterback last week. Two weeks ago, Fields looked pretty capable, pretty, pretty, you know, comfortable. Did you watch? Did anybody watch what he looked like last night? Um, you know, the yeah. chart that Justin Herbert looked like an all like, a you know, a Hall of Fame level type dude three weeks ago or whatever it was, whenever they played. But the point is, is that. They're making these quarterbacks are coming out against the Lions and and it's just way too easy mm-hmm. what they're doing. And the Lions just, you know, I, I'm not I'm not blaming the the defensive line for not being able to get home. What I'm saying is that I think they're not I think they're just overly cute with what they're trying to do. They're probably trying to do far too much. Um, and because they're having a very hard time getting home. Pressure-wise, it's exposing everybody in the back end. And you throw on the pressure of playing a lot of man there, and it's just like it's a, ba- it's a bad combination of things. But everybody, please understand that that is a uh, – that's just an opinion. I don't think that there's any you – know you know what I mean? It's like I don't have an answer for what they – I can't – nobody's going to come on here and say this is what the Lions need to be doing. Having said that, this is what the Lions need to be doing. <laughs> I think they need to play more zone. I really do. And I think they need to focus and prioritize in some ways uh, getting home with their pass rush more. And even even if that does mean bringing blitzers. Yep. Um, but then again, you know, I say that and then I wonder in the back of my head, I wonder, okay, what are what's the downside of doing that? And what am I not thinking about there? You know, so this, there's nothing that's simple or easy to think about as far as what the Lions have going on defense, other than we all know that what they're doing isn't working and it's and it's making the opposing offenses look like they're a lot better than what they really are. And that's just, that's not good enough for where they are. They're eight and three. They can't be playing this kind of football, um, you know, in the back half of this season. It's nice that they have a you know they have they have a long break between games between you know uh, like ten and nine ten days. Hopefully they can figure it out yep. uh, and gets and find a way to get some of this stuff dialed up and working. Yeah, um, you know, so defensively, I you know I, I think 
everybody read what you wrote. Uh, there's a lot of you can ask a lot of questions about what's happening there. Um, you know, I mean, you know, we we talked about this before. The Lions have done this in the past with with Aaron Glenn and Campbell. It, you know, they started the season last year very poorly. They they weren't getting pressure. They were getting gashed in just about every way possible, and they finished. You know, it was like a tale of two seasons. The second half of the season, they were a much more attacking defense. Mm-hmm. They got home, and it just everything worked better. Everything looked better, and you know, I I do feel like they are in one of those spells where. In the past, we, the Lions would have lost four or five in a row here. Yeah. But they're good enough and they're talented enough in places where they're not losing games. So, um, you know, maybe we've seen the bottom and and, and they're going to figure some things out. I, You know, offensively, there's stuff going on there that's super uh, confusing. I don't know what's, go- what's going on with Jared Goff. It almost feels like he is banged up. And... Um, Reverting back to Jared Goff that we've seen from the past when he hasn't been playing so well, pressure is pressure has really become problematic for him the last couple of games. I don't know exactly where uh, what's happened. We talked about this last week. We'll, t- we'll hit it again. There are times when the ball comes out of his hand very weird, very weird. Um, like he's panicked. Mm-hmm. Um. I think a lot of this has to do with them not being able to get into tempo and the rhythm of what they do on offense because of turnovers and situational football. That's mm-hmm. that, you know, they're not handling their business uh, defensively and their, you know, their turnovers happening. And it just, they're just, I, you know, maybe this is just me wanting to find a really quick, easy solution to things, but I just think that they are in one of those, they're just in a spell, you know, and they're just, yeah. they're playing poorly. Teams do it. Uh, last year, the Lions did it in the first half of the the season where they played, they just did not play great football and they lost a lot because of it. You know, is that as, is that a reason for hope that they're, they're a team that can overcome not playing great and still win? Yeah, we should right. be, we should be super hopeful and, and, you know, feeling positive about, about where they are. I think that, um, you know, so let's, let's put the, the Packers game in the rear view and, and, uh, and move on to New Orleans. Um. Yeah, obviously you'd you'd really want to get running the ball. We you want to get back to what they really what they do on offense, and that's not necessarily coming from behind. Um, you know, with lots of pressure and lots of throwing, it's you know it's easier to play defense when you know an offense has to throw. Right. So the Packers. I'm not saying they they had an easy job, but their defensive line could just kind of pin their ears back and go. Right. And I don't think the Lions offensive line played great. I just said we're going to move on, but I guess we're not. Um the other the last thing uh, the last thing and then we'll, and then we will move on. Jonah Jackson's injury is a big deal. Mm-hmm. It is obviously a huge problem for huge. for them, you know, and and one that it sounds like he's going to be out again. So they're going to have to they're going to have to resolve some of this stuff, but um New Orleans. So New Orleans has Real, real quick though, on, yes. on the on the Jonah thing, I, I don't know if you saw it. Um, I, I'd be curious what what our you know listeners and viewers saw. Uh, but Dan Campbell talked to the media again. It's Tuesday night, so Monday morning or afternoon, he he spoke to the media. And when when talking about Jonah Jackson, he got asked about him. It almost seemed like he, like again, I'm not saying the guy's not hurt. I know he's banged up, but it almost 
it almost felt like there was something more. And oh, it was not a great answer. <laughs> it, it did not look like he was happy answering that question. And it makes you wonder, is there something more happening there that maybe we don't know about? But they've been very reliant on Sorsdell, the, the fifth round pick, to, to step up and play left guard. And he's played okay at times, but he's he's a liability there right now. And he is. It's you're asking him to move from the right side to the left side. It's hard. You know, it's yeah. a hard thing to do. But uh, I don't expect Jonah Jackson to play this week, at least given the answer that I know he's had an injured wrist. So, like, what's the deal with his wrist? What you know? I mean, that's kind of a problem if you're if you're an offensive lineman if you can't use your hand. That's right. Kind of a problem. Um, but you know, being able to. The way the Lions run the ball and as much as they, they want to move their guards uh, and pull and just you know lean on a, a guy like He's an important part of what they do on offense, but he's also uh, not just running the ball, but in pass protection, it's kind of a big deal. And it mm-hmm. feels like Goff doesn't, and we've, we, you know, we've gotten into this in the past, Goff really needs to trust his surroundings and what's going on around him. And... You know, sometimes you we got to go Occam's razor and just look at what is the most likely um, problem here, and maybe it is that there's a hole at left guard that he doesn't trust, and he's panicky kind of about what's happening there. Yeah, and teams are really kind of flooding that gap, right. that that spot, and it's a problem. Well, and I and I wonder with Ben Johnson and Ben Johnson, it seems like he makes adjustments. I don't feel like Aaron Glenn makes those adjustments. Um, as we talked about pre-show, it kind of feels like at times Aaron Glenn just, this is the game plan. We're running man coverage. Uh, like I said, Ted Gwynn had that article, 52% man coverage. There was no adjustment to anything um, to, to what the Packers were doing. But with 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 Ben Johnson, it feels like Maybe he'll do something, and I'm curious, will he do something as far as like bring out the pony personnel and go with Gibbs and Montgomery, and Montgomery, you know, Max protects um, up there behind Sorsdahl, or yeah. does it does it turn into Malcolm Rodriguez turning back there and just bullying a, a blitzing linebacker or defensive tackle, or do you take Brock Wright and put him there? I, I think there's ways that they can fix that. I think that's a lot more fixable than what we're seeing with this defense, and All I right. think it's yeah, I think it's because of the success we've seen from this Lions offensive line and this overall group. And I think that's where I'm like with the offense. And I know I wasn't going to go into too much detail on this offense, but I, I'm not overly concerned. I'm concerned with golf. The turnover scares me the last two games, six and two games. Yeah. Uh, the checkdowns not really happening for him. He wasn't checking down to Montgomery at all. And I'm not salty because I didn't have over five and a half receiving yards on my Thanksgiving parlay. No big deal. Um <laughs> <laughs> not salty at all let it go yeah right not salty at all but uh but but like even raymond he had raymond and the fumble he had raymond wide open in front of him and i raymond might have got lit up from the, the defender coming downhill but like raymond a hundred percent that series is is uh so there was a, a couple plays two weeks ago where it was obvious golf was just not seeing it and one of them was the almost the almost hundred yard pick six he threw where Lapore is in the back of the end zone, where he throws it yeah. to the flat to do two defenders. Last week, it was a two-play stretch. Um, and this is after the fumble return for a touchdown. On second down, he throws the ball to Gibbs. It's like second and six. And I want to say it was Gibbs on this sideline, on the boundary, who had turned up the field and was no longer in that spot. And 
Golf throws it when if he holds onto it and just runs, it's a first down. Yeah. And then on third down, he's got Raymond on a drag. And yeah, it would have been a, a really nice play for him to make. But it was almost like it's just blank there. Like he's not right. seeing that. And then, you know, he's he runs with the ball and the ball security is terrible. You're not fast. You're going to get caught from behind. You can't yeah. run with the ball, you know, away from your body. And he did. And there was another, there was another, boy, sound, we are, we are bagging on them. Um, there's another play. play. Well, we should be bagging they, on them. They did not play well. Yeah, there's another one us anything. I don't care that they got two and a half game lead for the first time since 1954. I don't care I, that the Wings won the Stanley Cup that year. And I don't care that they went to the NFL, NFL championship game that year. They haven't done anything for us. That's true. It's <laughs> true. Um, you know, there's another play where Goff, about my parlay. <laughs> so Goff runs again. Um, and he's running to his right, but he's got his the ball in his left hand. And he's scrambling, and it's like something up with his hand. Can't do that, right? And it's just, you know, I so what are we hopeful for as far as the New Orleans? Because we could spend a long time. Uh, the airing of grievances here, and we need to slap. Well, I, have, I have two last things I want to add to the offensive side of the football. What happened to Goff throwing it to the feet of the wide receivers as like a throwaway? He was doing that earlier in the year, and I yeah. was like, wow, that is so smart. Yeah. And doesn't do it anymore, at least the last two games. And again, we we talked about the hand last week. You mentioned running the ball with the, with the left hand. You don't want your right hand to get hit. There, I think there's something with this hand that not easily could be a thing. Yes. And then the other thing, we just we've been we kind of bagged on him a little bit earlier this year, but let's give credit to JMO. That oh, they finally are doing the over routes, and that run and catch by him or catch and run by him was phenomenal. That was something that I think boosts his stock. He's going to get him more touches. And if they want to start making splashes offensively, if they want somebody to make a difference in this Saints game and moving forward, more passes to JMO. I, I don't care. Get Josh Reynolds out of there. More JMO, more JMO, more JMO. Give me Raymond, JMO, St. Brown. You can throw in Peoples Jones just to make your trade look good and Laporta. And let's ride. And that's what I want to see. That's my answer to the offense. Um, moving to the Saints. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I mean the Saints look uh they look in in a bit of trouble on offense. Olave is uh it went out on Sunday with concussion. Uh tight end Juwan Johnson, who's a really good player mm-hmm. and would be a very it would be a mismatch problem for the Lions. He's out or it, or what went out with a concussion as well. Rashid Shahid, who is super lightning fast, uh wide receiver, he missed the end of that game too. I don't, I think this was lower body related. Yep. So again, it's Tuesday afternoon. We don't have any clarity on any of this stuff, but generally speaking, when guys uh, now in today's NFL, if you, if you're, if you're in concussion protocol, it's tough to get cleared in time to play next week. I'm not saying, I'm not saying they can't, they can't, they can't, but it's just, you know, so, so as we look at this, you're looking at potentially um, being very shorthanded and limited with your offensive weapons. So that so now it's the Alvin Kamara show, and he's a very talented player. So 
Um, so that's where it is uh, defensively. The the Saints look like they may be shorthanded. You know, at some point in time, you gotta you gotta put it together and get some pressure. Uh, this would be a really good week to do that. Uh, you know, offensively, I think the Lions, as long as you know, maybe we're just overthinking this and looking too much into the golf stuff. Um, as long as he's okay and they can just get things settled down, you know, even if they even if they do take the ear out of the ball and and just kind of reduce possessions and do all that stuff this week and just run it real heavy, I think that's okay. You know, uh, get back to, you know, what they really want to be on offense instead of having to wing it all over the place because they're down. You know, yep. they want to they want to dictate the terms of what happens, especially when they're on offense. They want to they absolutely want to do that. And you can do that in this game. I, I think that this is this is one of those matchups where where you can you can, um, you know, force the style of play that you want to play. So yep. that's kind of we spent the majority of this <laughs> looking back. Um, you know, I think we have gotten burned looking, looking forward a little bit. So it's like, oh, yeah. you know, um, do I think it's, there, there are no easy wins. There just aren't. It's the NFL. Even, even the Raiders game felt like, you know, that was closer than, than we wanted it to be. But, um, anytime you go on the road. Uh, and I'm going to be there this weekend. I'm super excited about this. I've never. Oh, are you? I forgot. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. My wife and my youngest and I are are going to be there. So that'll be cool. Uh, just to be in in a different place, seeing the Lions play. Uh, kind of curious to see you know what it's like and how how fans travel, especially after this loss. This loss seems to feel like it just feels like there's a hangover around. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah, I, I know there's a bandwagon approach to all these. And yeah, rightly so, there should be, right? But everybody was so fired up about this team. And, you know, uh, a couple of, I would say the Bears was a bit of a stinker kind yeah. of a, a game. The Chargers had, it looked like, okay, you know, this doesn't look so great, but last week was obviously a problem. Yeah, um, I'm kind of curious to see how fans travel and what it what it's like down there. And, you know, I'd re- I really would like to see them get get back and trending in the, in a, in a good direction. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful they can. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I think it's one of those where, um, I think you win and if you win, like, even if it's 24, 21, so be it. I would love to see a convincing win. You know, we're talking 28, 17, 28, comfortable. right. Get comfortable, yeah. get up on these guys. Uh, cause I'm going to call it what it is. Derek Carr in the red zone is awful. Um, I watched that entire Falcons game last week. He is god awful, and and maybe I'm salty because he cost me an, another bet on the over. But it is what it is. I'm not salty. Uh, yeah. So next time I might have a problem. No, come on. Next time we're gonna uh, we're gonna do a five minute segment and put together three or four parlay bets that should be that people might want to be looking Absolutely. at. Absolutely. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, um, I don't know what we'll call it now because I don't want to get in anybody in any trouble. But we're just we'll come up with something next week. But um, yeah, no, I you know, Carr is Carr is more than happy to put the ball into a dangerous place. Mm-hmm. He is. Yep. You know, I would hope that Kirby Joseph, maybe Kirby Joseph, gets one here where you need get him right. Like 
they just we got to get feeling good about about what they are and what they what they've got going there. Yep. Uh, and again, they're eight and three. Like we're okay. Right. So oh, yeah. You know the problem is is um, I think we were all even as you know two short weeks ago talking about them potentially challenging for the one seed and you know home playoff games and all these things and maybe what we're all feeling is the is that okay they may not have the horses this year to make that happen and it's a bummer and maybe that's not fair right now to say that because they are eight and three and they're still in a good position but they got to finish right and they got to they got to play better than they have and i hope that there is an element of you know they just they were in um you know they were skidding a, a, a touch and in the mm-hmm. past they would this would have been a losing streak um but they're good enough and they're talented enough now that they could hide that so yeah maybe no, I, i'm delusional I, we'll see <laughs> yeah and you, and you and you mentioned the injuries you know this is an opportunity for jerry jacobs and cam sutton to have a big game and it's a it's a big game for aaron glenn to get his defense right i mean there were times in that Packers game where he was rotating, you know, he likes to invert safeties down in the box a lot. I don't know why. Just run a two high shell and run a, a cover two zone. Just be done with it. Just like that. That's what you want to show. Run it. Just be done. Um, but he doesn't do that. And he inverts guys down in the box and he's taking Tracy Walker and blitzing him. He's not blitzing Brian Branch anymore. Like what happened to that? Uh Cam Sutton at one point in the game against the Packers was playing as a single high safety, which he did a little bit with Pittsburgh, but he did. Come on. He's your yeah. he's your number one corner for a reason. Play him at corner, please. Yeah. Um, but, but you mentioned the injuries. Olave, Shahid. These guys are going to be down. Michael Thomas is out. I swear it to the, to the football gods. If A.T. Perry and Lynn Bowden and Kevin Kirk or Keith Kirkwood all go off against this defense, I'm going to lose my mind. Alvin Kamara, I can live with. Jamal Williams, I can live with. Taysom yeah. Hill, I can live with. Yeah. Those three guys, come on, dude. Like, they can have a couple of grabs, this, this, and that. Sure. There better not be these big, splashy plays, and Derek Carr starts picking us apart. If that starts happening, we have a serious problem in, in, on our hands because the Saints So that's going to be the key to me is getting off the field on third down. Yep. Because right. he's terrible on third down. He's the w- third worst quarterback completion percentage-wise in the NFL on third down. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you're nailing it. That is, that is the... Uh, that'll tell the tale for them on defense is can they get off the field on third down? If they can... We'll be okay. Yeah, things will be things will be good. And in this game, and it kind of seems weird because he used to play for them. But this game, to me, kind of feels similar to when we played the Raiders. Like I feel like the outcome is going to be very similar. I think the Lions will control much of the game. They'll win. Maybe it won't be convincing. Maybe it'll feel like there could have been more, but they'll win the game. Like that's the way I feel. But at the same time, I felt this kind of the same way last week against the Packers. Yeah, no, I hear you. It's, and it's like, I mean, it's not like this is super easy stuff. Like, you know, I mean, NFL teams, there are good players everywhere. Um, Jordan Love played a really good game. But the problem is, is that the Lions are allowing quarterbacks to look like really, really good quarterbacks. And that needs to end like now. Now. So well, that's be a, true. It, be a good night. Yeah. And we talked about this before the show. I alluded to it in my article at thelionswire.com, uh, which you guys can check. It's out there. But. It's one of those where like we we run a lot of man coverage. We only send four-man pressures. We send the four-man pressure 73% of the time, excuse me, 74% of the time, 13th in the NFL on that. And when you run that man coverage, and 
Sports Info Solutions, by the way, 26% of the time man coverage, 62% of the time in zone coverage. I don't know where the rest of the percentages go. I don't know what else you're running because uh, it's man and zone. So like, I'm not, I'm not discrediting their website or their analytics team because it's very useful stuff. It's great stuff. Yeah. But when I watch the tape, I see a lot more man coverage than 26% of the time on the average. So I think they're, it, and it, again, it's tough to decipher zone versus man when you're watching tape. Um, yeah. Like it is. It's very tough at times. So I think maybe that's where it's at. But the Lions run a lot of man. It just is what it is. And they only send four guys. Be aggressive. Send these guys. Bring in, you know, an additional DB. Even if that means you're blitzing Will Harris. I don't care. Just do do something different. Take bar. Well, dude, that's the thing. It's if you're playing a lot of man, you need to get home. Yeah. You just and, do. And they're going to have to do something different because Anzalone's probably not playing. So, like, we're going to see a combination of Campbell, Barnes, Rodriguez. Maybe this is when the additional DB starts stepping in. Maybe Branch is playing down in the box and, you know, you're running the two high shell with with Kirby and Tracy Walker. And and maybe Stephen Gilmore gets a shot. Maybe Will Harris is playing. I don't like the idea of Will Harris playing a bunch, but it is what it is. Like, yeah. do something different than what we've been seeing because it's not working. And I I, I don't know... What we're going to see, because Aaron Glenn does things differently, but shorten up the alignments a little bit up front, not so much man coverage. I blitz a little bit more. Um, maybe watch, maybe just Aaron Glenn. Here's a, here's a tip. Watch a little bit of the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Not saying you need to become the Pittsburgh Steelers, but they have, I think, some similar personnel to us, and they have a very good defensive end by the name of TJ Watt. We all have heard of him. He's maybe the best defensive player in football right now. Yeah. Um, and he faces two to three blockers at a time, maybe you can find a way to, to do the same and utilize that against Aiden Hutchinson. And interestingly, Joey Porter Jr. has had a pretty good season as a rookie, mm-hmm. likely because he's not having to, to contend with, you know, holding up a coverage forever mm-hmm. because they are they do get home mm-hmm. and they're aggressive. Mm-hmm. Like they, they get after it on defense. Yep. They, you know... Five rushers, 28% of the time, fifth most yeah, in the so, You know, they're not hanging him out to dry and just letting him, you know, twist in the wind in coverage. Yep. Again, everybody understand that uh, this is this is complicated stuff, but, you know, it's just stuff that we're seeing. And, and you know, your article is really good. I would urge people to go read it. Um, interact with us on Twitter. You know, I, I, I wish people did more of that yeah. where we could just, you know, communicate, talk and talk about stuff but um you know i mean that's where it is it's it's uh <laughs> it's a good time for it they just they need a get right kind of a game and i really i i really hope it's this week <laughs> um, that's all i got no it, it's gotta be i mean it just has to be i i don't want to go too deep into the schedule but like you gotta win one of these on the road you got chicago you got denver and then you're getting into the kind of the nitty gritty, Minnesota twice, Dallas. I mean, you yeah. got to you gotta yeah. do something. I mean, fortunately with Denver, like you're going to play them. Denver's going to have three road games in a row and their last one is against you in Detroit. They're going to be yeah. a tired football team. They're going to, they, they're probably going to be a beat up football team. So you should be able to take advantage of that. But you got two games on the road yourself right now. You got to figure it out. Um, one's against Chicago who we, you know, we, we know what they are, but we saw what they did to us, you know, a week ago. So two weeks ago. So 
we're, we're going to have to figure it out. But I, I'm with you. I, I love the interaction from people. I hope we've seen more on Twitter. You see it on the ticker down there at Russ NFL Draft at Bischoff underscore Scott. Um, as always, you guys can rate, review, and subscribe to the show at Detroit Lions Podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Be sure uh, to rate, review, and subscribe to us. Um, every couple of days, I try to hop into the YouTube comments and answer anything or like some comments. So we appreciate everything. We'd love to know how you feel after this loss to the Packers 29-22 and how you feel about the Saints. If you're going to the game, say what up to Scott Bischoff. He's going to be yeah. on with his family. Um, it's it's going to be a good time, I think, for you. I think you're going to enjoy it. I've never been to New Orleans, but I've heard great things. I'm planning on, uh, I'm planning on having several dozen beignets, but that's um, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I love that. You yeah. got to. You, you got to. But look, we appreciate it. Every Everybody has been great to us since we've joined this yeah. show and, and done yeah. this show and joined this this brand. So we've loved it. We hope you guys enjoy it. Um, Scott, you got anything else for us? Nope. We're good. We're good. Cool. Well, we appreciate it, guys. Peace, Scott Bischoff. I'm Russ Brown. Until next week, hopefully after a Lions win, this is the Detroit Lions podcast. Let's bring it in here together. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Lions on three. One, two, three. Yes! You've had enough of that shit.